I swear. Wrestling Podcast. Okay, we're live now, so everything you were saying, you could say now. I haven't um, said anything bad. No, I know. Oh. The point I was making is you were, you, you were wasting valuable breath, good content. Yes. You were, you were spouting out some stuff from your mouth, which would have actually made very good content for the podcast, but now people will never hear it. No, unlikely. So, hello, everyone, and welcome to the A-Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. Andy Quilden, as always, joined by the other half of A-Squared. Andy Boy Simmons. Andy, how are you? I am doing fantastic. Thank you very much. We had a wow. Fan- that's a, yeah, that's a, a very positive. Uh, well, outlook. I'm just on just just a good time of year. Uh, we had the Revolution Rumble at the Mountbatten Centre on Saturday, so I feel that that but that you, went particularly but well. You didn't win, so why are you? No, I didn't. Why are you so happy? I didn't. Well, I won my match. So oh, you won your match. I was concentrating on the three-on-three action. Okay. There was a bigger purse for the winner of the Rumble, though. Yes, a nice new trophy. I'm looking at the old trophy now, and you can see why we ordered a new one. You can't at home, but look, the cup's all hanging off. So, did you want us to throw that away? Because we can... I think I, I think, think probably Zan Phoenix would probably like it as a souvenir, so I figured I'd just give it to really her. Do you really think? Oh, this group's <laughs> just come out. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh should dear. we just throw it away? Nah, someone would like it. Let someone take it home. Someone at the school would be. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who can't, obviously none of you can see, the trophy is now in parts, <laughs> and Andy has just uh, destroyed it. Destroyed it. it. Yeah. There's a, there's a screw come out. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that, everyone. Anyway, distracting. This wasn't the trophy that they won on Saturday. No, Shota Umino won the brand new. A brand new trophy. Yeah. Um, is he aware that he has to give it back? Has he got it? Because we need to reuse it for next year. Yeah, yeah. I think... Uh, I, I don't know. I've not mentioned it to him. Oh, it's going to be awkward, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, go that back, please. <laughs> Before you go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so how are you anyway? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I think for the first time, and you can write this day down in history, it's a January 22nd. So if you listen back to our podcast, every, every week I'm always like, oh, I'm a little bit ill. Yep. But I think this may be the first time that I genuinely feel... Not like I'm not gonna keel over at okay. any moment. That's so, good. Um, yeah. So I feel you look like a bee today. Yeah, I took a funny a picture. I've got black leggings on, <laughs> bright yellow shorts, and a bright yellow, like an illuminous. I'm, I just, I just want to relive the '90s at every opportunity, don't I? So you look like a traffic cone. Yeah. No, I look better <laughs> than that. Um. Uh. Yeah, I've lost my train of thought. Yeah, I'm healthy. I feel well. Good. I don't. Well, I'm, I would. I wouldn't go as far as saying healthy, but <laughs> I don't feel sick. So, uh, so yeah, it's a positive, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Well done. Um, I feel like I've got a bit, bit more spark in my step. Um, maybe it's just the the vibes from the Revolution Rumble. Maybe. Yeah. So, uh, so that was on Saturday, Saturday. at the Mountbatten Centre in Portsmouth. Yep. So that was good. That was good. Um, and then, what else have you been up to? <sighs> I, mean, I think that's all I've. Did this past weekend? That's probably. I it. did some activities with my son. We went to the uh, we went to the Life Museum, the Living Museum, the Natural History Museum. No, the one in Southsea. Like, no, oh, it was like an hour away, Basingstoke. Oh, okay. The Living History Museum, I think it was called. But do you know what I found quite interesting? Mm-hmm. This, <laughs> tell me, 
people he's got no relevance to anyone on the on the podcast nothing to do with wrestling at all right but this uh and i couldn't even tell you what year this was from but they it, it's like a um it's, it's quite good actually like it's got a little arcade right but it's like an arcade from whatever year it was from you have to put old penny pieces in oh yeah okay and so you but you change your you change your coins up in a machine so you yeah. you get 10p basically equals one pence yeah and you put your old penny pieces in you play the old machines and that um but and and it's kind of like all like the whole thing's like a uh, I guess it's like an exhibition more than a museum and there's like old buses and fire engines there's like an old school sweet shop uh, an old bar and like uh, it's pretty cool um, and anyway on the wall there's a notice an important notice about an alteration of time right and I never even knew this so in the night of Saturday to Sunday May the twentieth to twenty first at two a.m. That's my birthday May twenty first. Well, there you go. So this specific year, um, the time, because nowadays when we move the clocks forward or back, yeah, our phones just do it for us. So we don't even have to worry. Yeah, cars don't. But, do they not? No. Ah. At least my car um, doesn't. So uh, go on anyway. So they had to literally put up posters. Like we go up, up and put out and poster for the Mountbatten Centre. Yeah. Oh, what's that? Oh, wrestling's on at the Mountbatten Centre. Oh. What's that? Oh, the clocks are about to change. Remind, tell your story and then we're coming back to that poster story, but go on. Okay. So, so they, they put posters up, would they? Like yeah, a public so they put service. Up and it says, um, so the altered time, so it basically says we're going to move the clocks forward an hour. Um, and it says the altered time will be used for all ordinary purposes during the summer. For in- I took a picture of this, I've not memorised it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for instance, licensed houses, factories, workshops, etc., etc. Right? Um, the government requests the, the public to put forward all clocks and watches by one hour during the site during the night of Saturday, May the twentieth. Normal time will be restored at two a.m. on the night of Saturday to Sunday, September thirtieth to October first. And then it says the the bit I found most interesting. It said the chief object of this measure at the present time is to reduce the number of hours during which artificial lighting is used in the evenings and to save the nation part of the fuel and oil for lighting and release large quantities of coal which are urgently needed for other purposes arising from the war. Well, By order of the Home Secretary. That is fascinating. That's sincerely the fascinating. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That blew my mind. Yeah, that's, like, that's why we do it. Yeah. Now we just don't... Now, we just, we just, now we're just in a habit. But there we? have been discussions, haven't there? I don't know if it's just social media blow-up or no, more specifically Twitter blow-up. That we're going to abolish it, but oh, I don't know. probably a probably a Twitter blow up. Probably, yeah. Because yeah. all kinds of problems this week, isn't it? Yeah. Wrestlers at each other's throats. Oh, really? I'm not really. I've not <laughs> been on top of it. I don't know. I just assume it has. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I assume it has. So, um, so yeah. But it's. Uh, I just thought that was fascinating, and uh, the whole thing was quite fascinating. I thought. Okay. I figured. I. It was. Uh, yeah, it was quite a nice day. Um, yeah. So, to the point we were talking to bring it back to wrestling, is there's often a strong debate. Um, I wouldn't say me. I think me and you are on the same page with it, but I know of one particular very high-profile professional wrestler that argues that posters are an outdated form of advertising. Okay, so that he thinks there's no point in them anymore, right? I'd like to know who you're talking about, Marty. <laughs> oh, okay. That's so, yes. So he so so last time we discussed it, he says, "Oh, I think you know they're they're a thing of the past." But just today, purely coincidentally. One of the wrestlers was at the gym earlier today and approached said wrestler and said, I saw a poster in the shop window and I came to the show with my daughter and we had a fantastic evening. So there you go. That might, obviously, that's just one piece of feedback out of the you know, nearly 400 people that were in attendance. But you've got to think, 
you know, if you're looking at percentage and averages and stuff, he wasn't the only one that well, saw I, a poster. So I feel there's there's many different. Obviously, there's many different methods of advertising. I think that posters are just less effective than they used to be. So I think that's still well, very effective. There's obviously different. There's just different avenues to promote yeah, now. So. Yeah, there is more avenues. You so know, you still you have to spend your time wisely in whichever avenue you feel is the most important. But um, what I do think is that. I remember, and I'm sure you remember as well, the time when the internet came around and everyone would just be like, oh, internet wrestling fans. Yeah, but they'd, they'd, they'd term it like this, internet show. Oh, yeah, it's that just was an it. internet show. It's just an show. internet show. It's just an internet show. Yeah. But then they didn't realise that the internet was the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I feel there's every single method should be utilised. And unfortunately, there comes times when you have to pick between what the most effective methods are for a particular area. So, for example, um, posters may... Uh, uh, the time you spend doing posters could be spent doing something else. So you have to kind of, yeah, of course, balance yeah. up. But I think what something which I, I, I really regret doing now... I don't regret I don't regret it at all, but we're doing a big poster campaign for our Portsmouth Guildhall show on the 20th of February, right? But we're doing like... Um, Council poster sites, obviously local I posters. I saw one outside my gym. Oh, there saw you go. Today, yeah, there you go. So posters do work. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. So, but and so we're doing a lot of advertising, but we're also doing thirty thousand door-to-door flyers. Yes. Um, but I, one thing I wish I did do was do tracked links. So I've just put the same website on the bottom of every single form of advertising. So, like, if the show's busy, because I'm doing so much advertising, like I'm combining. Everything we normally do, you know, email shots, you know, like the, the internet okay, stuff. Okay, so explain. So, do you, so you mean like on a fly, you can put something at the bottom to Also, tell for you example, I could put portsmouthwrestling.com or revolution.wrestling.com forward slash Portsmouth or, you know, so you or work bit.ly out what forward slash Portsmouth Guildhall. Yeah. And then I can track those links and look at how many clicks came via a specific link. Yeah, so it's the same show. So it takes you to the same website, but it's yeah, how but, you get there. But how you get there is different. And, and you can you can obviously, you have the technology yeah. these days to you, you, do th- that. That too. technology has existed for, <laughs> for many years. So okay. probably since the invention of the internet. Right. Um, uh, but, uh, okay. but yeah, so that's one thing I regret not doing because obviously if it's busy... Which uh, I think it's going to be. It feels like it's going to be. You know, we've done a good a good uh, sale already before any marketing started. So we've already got a very solid foundation. Um, but I feel like you know, if it if it's a very busy show, I'm like next time I'll just be like, right, we'll do all the same again. When the flyers may not be successful, but the posters may be what's working. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you see yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. like next time I just need to remember, do those track links mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we'll see what happens. But then there's the argument, is doing the doing all different links on all the different forms of advertising, is that confusing? Am I yeah, just... Yeah, if you get a flyer yeah. and a poster. So, so the way the venue works that we used on Saturday, they are under a company uh, like a, um, what would you call BH Live? A pain in the ass. No, I'm joking. Oh, joking. You know, like they, they, you know, uh, so part of their their contract yeah, is they're, they're they owned, have to be able to sell tickets. They're owned by BH Live, the same way your calls owned by GOL. There like, you go. It's okay. A, it's the, the operator. Yeah. So you have to put but I would have people phone me up going, "Where do I buy tickets?" and you know, does it matter? And I'm like, "No, it takes you, you know, it's, it's going to be different places but exactly the same um you know, you, you get the same thing, the same product, the same ticket. Uh it just confuses people. It confuses yeah, people. People have to call me up and ask, you know, go, well, you've got two options there. Yeah. But they just want to be clar- you know, they want it clarified. Which one's got the best ones? Yeah. And we're like, well, revolutionprotestant.com because that's where you can get front rows, which sold so. out in a hot minute. So. And by a hot minute, even a few weeks. <laughs> 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 um, 
So, uh, so yeah, but it's interesting, isn't it? Like, yeah. and 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 as well, like it is. Like, I find it very interesting, and I feel like you, you need to get a solid mix of all the advertisings. Um, and unfortunately, so I feel there's there's some promotions that have, like, so for example, Progress, right? I think Progress have a, or had at least a very strong branding um, in terms of they could go to where they could go to, for example, Manchester without putting up any posters because they've got that following because it's more of a yes. uh, um I don't wanna um I don't wanna come across it like basically I'm trying to speak in a way which people aren't gonna take my words out of context and to use horrible to say horrible things about me on Twitter. Okay. Right. Which is gonna be very hard to do. But Progressor is the the one of their big draws was um I don't want to say the punk rock nature, but like the nature of But that's a what group they call of, punk rock wrestling. Yeah, yeah yeah but I mean like a group of fans it's the community yeah. right the community of progress wrestling fans um are a big part of the product itself um maybe more so than the shows they put on right so like i think and i i think a lot of people want to be and and, and the atmosphere that's so, created and you, so, so so if you're on it's, uh, I don't think of a good example, but like, sorry, Portsmouth Guild Hall is, I think, a good example. Like, it, it's a Ryback, our Ryback show. We, we mentioned it a few times. It was our busiest show we've ever done at the Portsmouth Guild Hall because Ryback was on it. People came to see Ryback. When we had Jack Swagger, still busy, but people came to see, not as many people came out for Ryback. The people there to see Jack Swagger. Jack, yeah, I'm, yeah, done, yeah. Lose, I'm losing your train of thought. So you're saying that, like, Progress as a as a whole is a draw. Right, yeah, a yeah, draw. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But people so that's came it. to see Ryback, and then yeah, and and I think, but and and with 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 Revolution Pro Wrestling, um, I think that people know that you're going to get a certain quality of professional wrestling show in terms of a high quality pro wrestling show. But I don't. But I think people, a lot of people, wait to see what the card is before they decide whether they're going to go. Um, a lot of people need that draw to go, and we also are a lot more reliant on drawing uh, a local audience. Um, so, for example, when we did Cheltenham Town Hall, um, despite the fact that we had Jushin Thunder Liger's last UK appearance and we had Matt Pat's pack versus Matt Seidel, um, the, I'd probably say the majority of fans there were a local audience. We didn't have that yeah. same travelling audience. They were coming and for Neville versus Evan Bourne. They were, they were, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As it said on the flyers, <laughs> it didn't. WWF. Who actually? Do you know what's it, what's funny? Like, um, so I WWE have um, over the years sent me only once actually a cease and desist yes letter, right? And um, but I was uh, perusing the internet just yesterday. And what do I see on WWE Espana's Twitter page? Go on. A picture taken at Cheltenham Town Hall by a Revolution Pro Wrestling photographer featuring a kid versus Carlos Romo. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you send him a, have you sent him a cease and desist yet? No, I thought we'd let bygones be bygones <laughs> because we're not being Swept petty, are we? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know? So, yeah. uh, but to be fair, whoever it was at <laughs> WWE was... Then, this was you're talking about Brodus Clay, right? Yeah. Yeah, so like... That was a long, long time ago, and it's probably just someone just doing their job efficiently, you know, like perusing the internet. And well, same same as I was doing yesterday. Well, just true, perusing the internet. And, yeah. uh, but that's not your so, job. You're, you're not um, a cease and desist. No, but if I had a cease and desist team, bam. Yeah. That, well, there you go. Um, but uh, um, 
But anyway, I digress. You're supposed to have my back, right? I do, I do. I'm just being realistic as well. I don't even think I disagree okay. with you. I don't know why I have to I'm say just I'm being, being realistic. I think I'm, I'm just being funny. I know, I, I don't agree. care. I don't <laughs> care. If anything, I was happy because it had like rpwondemand.com on the, oh, on the turnbuckle pad. Oh, okay. Which I can't use anymore because Sean Jackson broke it. Oh, so. <laughs> not rpwondemand.com, the turnbuckle yeah, pad. The turnbuckle pad, is thriving, yeah. still very much alive and well. New and if anyone wants to come it. up with a new name for rpwondemand.com, send them in. We need the URLs to be available, we need, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I came up with a good one, didn't I, but it, it just spelt something silly, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, anyway, we're, uh, we're, uh, we're now... 16 minutes into the podcast no way yeah we, that's not 16 minutes of chat that's 16 minutes of chat really yeah. one, right. one six yeah just it's so easy for us isn't it I know Do you remember, the, off each other? remember the first podcast we did it's like, like 40 minutes long yeah. we're like oh is this a bit long yeah yeah. we could probably do a three hour podcast easily but yeah. I mean no one would be interested in it but <laughs> <laughs> you sell yourself short or well, maybe I you said, I maybe said that about you, though. Or maybe you sell me short. <laughs> you said that to me. Oh, was that a good podcast? No, but I get that. I do get like that because I get like when we've when we've done it. I'm like, um, not so much. Am I? I just sometimes feel like sometimes we don't make any points. We just go around the houses a little bit, and I'm like, do people like that? It seems that they do. Viewing viewing figures suggest they do, doesn't okay. it? So. Um, but we've we have got some sad news to announce, though, haven't we? I've uh, oh, I've forgotten. I think. How have you forgotten? We were literally talking about it like seconds ago. The sad news before oh, we came on yes. air. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Shall sad I break news. the news? Well, I well I I would let you break the news, and yeah, right. However, what I'm worried about is that you've forgotten what the actual no, news I, is. No, I remember it now. Okay, do you want to do okay. it? Okay, we have decided, and this would be an appropriate time for if I'd plugged in the music system to have played some sad music. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, you made that call that this wasn't gonna. We have decided to call it a day with the thirty-week wrestling challenge. That was the sad news, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the sad news. So yeah, we've decided that yes, we have. I think it's run its course. Well, we did thirty-two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the game was just getting too hard, and well, you could, because you added that level of complexity, complexity that didn't need to be there. Well, the first time, what when you sing Adding the tune? A song, yeah. Okay, so, so, but I came up with that idea because I'd done it once in my head with whoever's the first, might have been Yokozuna's, I think. Uh, so I was like, oh, we could just do that weekly. Um, but anyway, we have decided to add a new game in, uh, which you can play along if you wish. At and home. it's called. We love trivia. We love wrestling trivia. <laughs> it's just changed its name. You know? It's good. We, we got a name for it's it. called We Bloody Love Wrestling Trivia. We bloody Love Wrestling Trivia. So, uh, so we need a bit of a uh, we need a bit of a, uh, a a jingle for it, don't we? Uh, yeah. We bloody love. We bloody love wrestling trivia. <laughs> no, nah, that always annoyed me okay. anyway. So, have you got a question? Because I've got okay. One. So, so just to put this into context, right? Mm-hmm. So, so where this has come from? We were going to do the big factors. Oh yeah, of the that's year, right. Yes, we right. were. Yeah. And um, it was and stressing it us was, out, wasn't it? It was stressing. Yeah, it <laughs> was. It was causing a lot of unnecessary stress Again, in our lives. Brilliant idea. But we, <laughs> but just, yeah, yeah. It's causing a lot of unnecessary stress <laughs> in our lives. So, there's been no big fat quiz of the year. However, we've both done a bit of. Um, 
background work, yes. preparation, prep work. Yeah. So we thought, why waste it? Yeah. Let's have a weekly quiz where we can just slowly add questions. Um, and we, we do, we're going to trial it this week with three questions each, right? And are we going to do a music oh, round three as sounds well? a lot to No, trial. trust me. Come on, man. Okay. All right. Okay. And are we going to do a, a music song as well? No, but let's do two questions in a song. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. let's do, yeah, two, yeah, all right. And then we'll see what the feedback's like. Okay. Okay. Okay, so. So, <laughs> so my big fat quiz of the year, I came up with four questions for WWE, nothing for British wrestling, and one for a personal. Yeah, they're related to me specifically. Um, so, but, but today we've decided we're going to do 2019 WWE. That's correct, yeah, because obviously we were trying to do a uh, well, quiz of the year, trying to do like, yeah. the, all the questions are topical, so we don't have to come up with much, and I need to find on my phone where I've stored my questions. Okay. But, um, so how are we going to do it? You're going to do, you have a turn, I have a turn, yeah. you have a turn? Okay, so um, essentially it's best of three, right? Yeah. Two out of three falls. Two out of three. Okay, and then the decide will be the song. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Shall I go with my first question? Yeah, I've got some questions. This is this is bad, right? So yeah. I've put some questions down on my phone. Mm -hmm. I don't even know the answer to anymore. <laughs> <laughs> See, I wrote the answer. Uh. Okay, Th so this is a simple one, but I don't think you'll get it. Okay. Who won the Royal Rumble? <laughs> <laughs> Told you. <laughs> Seth Rollins. Oh, well done. Okay. All right. Yeah, oh. you're right. Yeah. Whew, one nil. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you have to give me one kind of along yes. those lines. Yes. Okay. Did you have to yes. think about that though? Well, yeah, because it's not like the old days where you can just rattle it off, is yeah, it? Yeah. It's no good anymore. But yeah. I, but I did think about it, and I was like, oh well, he beat. He was a beast slayer at WrestleMania, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Which helps because so. you were at WrestleMania, so I did think yeah. you know that was an easy one, but but potentially difficult one for you to start with. Okay. Um. So do you want an easy one? Uh, yeah, an easy. I think one. we can do three questions easily. Okay, Cause, especially because this one's easy. Okay. Okay. So who was Rey Mysterio against at WrestleMania? Uh, Samoa Joe. Okay. There you go. Okay. All right. Well easy. Done. Yeah. Okay. So one all. Okay. By the way. Who did Shane McMahon lose to to be banished from the WWE? Kevin Owens. Oh, you know. So you watch it. <laughs> I'm a you big mark. I'm a big guy. <laughs> I like my pro wrestling. In your WWE baseball cap. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and, right, so my next question. This, it could be perceived to be tricky, but I think you might get it. <laughs> okay. Okay, if you think about it anyway. Mm -hmm. So, in the October draft. Yep. Who was the first pick? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <sighs> And is this something you knew or you had to look it up? Of course I knew it. The first pick in the draft. Christ. Oh, I'm trying to think of their top guy. Roman Reigns. No? I'm winning 2-1. Um, okay. What's it, the answer? It was the man, Becky Lynch. Ah, uh, was to it really? Okay. Yeah. I nearly went with Randy Orton, which would obviously also be wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> nevertheless, that was, uh, that was on the tip of my tongue as well. Okay. Uh, all right. So, he, so there was a particular line in a promo. I'm going to tell you who it was in a minute. That became a bit of a internet meme in the lead up to WrestleMania. And the man... To me, it seems like you only watch wrestling up <laughs> until <laughs> WrestleMania and then stop. No, oh, yeah. Actually, my other question is specifically about the Hall of Fame. Um, but we'll save that for another time. Uh, so, the Batista. It was Batista's promo. 
And he said something that became a bit of an internet meme. Yeah. What was that line? Uh, I know what it is, but I might get it wrong. Okay. It's give me what I want. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. Well done. Yes. Yeah. Free. Okay. That one. was probably my trickiest one because you'll certainly know the answer. Give me what me. I want. Yeah. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. Yeah. Um, so, I've got a really tricky one. I don't know memes are the right thing, actually. Right, so I've got a really tricky one. Oh, Christ. Right? But, yeah. I'll tell you what. Yeah. If you get it right, uh-huh. I'll give you two points. Oh, bloody hell, already. Right? Yeah. Oh, well done. We're already going to do two questions each. No, then, then we agreed we're going to do three. I've, I've answered three and of the yours. Song, yeah, 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 I've yeah, answered yeah, yeah. three of yours. I've got every single okay. one right. Uh, in fact, one, two... Do you know? Uh, no, it's, you're going to get two points. Okay. 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 If you get this right. Okay. Okay. So, Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. won the 2019 Money in the Bank. Did he? Okay. I should have just said who won the 2019. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm going to make it easier for you. I was going to say, can you name all the other participants what? in the match? All the other participants? <laughs> okay. No, but let's say one, two, three, four, five, six. There's seven participants in this match, right? Name three of them. Okay. Uh, and, but this is only for one point. Come on, man. Daniel Bryan? <laughs> uh Baron Corbin. Yes. Okay. Good. Right. Big E. Really? I thought I'm gonna sneeze. One. This is bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Was that a clue? Bless me. Uh Was it a jewel? Branded. Oh, I've got no idea. Money in the bank match. Uh, oh, Christ. Baron Corvin. I want to add, you, okay, you've got two more guesses, yeah. okay, and then you're out. And yeah, if you get yeah. one wrong, you're uh-huh. not going to get a point. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you had a further point to make. Okay. Um, uh, Chad Gable. Incorrect. Okay. I want to know the full list at the end, though. Okay. Because I'll kick myself. Well, Roman Reigns got to be in it, surely. No. Right? <laughs> I, I knew there was no chance you'd ever get this right. Because... Okay. Right, so... Mm-hmm. Ricochet. Oh, okay. Andrade. Yeah. Finn Balor. Oh. Okay. Randy Orton. Oh, no! Baron Corbin. Yes. Right? Now, there's two more people. Can you get them? <laughs> no. Go on, just give it to me. Ali. Oh, yeah. Rey Mysterio. No. <laughs> <laughs> and someone who you know. Alistair Black. No. Don't know. He's wrestled at the venue we were talking about earlier. You said Rick Show, really? We weren't talk- we were, we were talking Clay. about that venue. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> we at the same venue. We'd oh, we bought some Guildhall. Yeah. Gonzo. It's Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Oh, yeah. Okay. So. Pathetic attempt, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I win. Okay. Well, you wait till we hit WWF 1997. <laughs> you are going to be in trouble. So are we going to do some songs? Okay. Yeah. So we only do one. But, okay. Uh, yeah. So this is a game that we often play when we're driving somewhere. Okay. But no one knows it because no one can play it well because nobody knows the tunes like we know the tunes. 
but we you kind of go uh like the other the earlier i was like da 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 okay and i said was that the mountie yeah i said no the Quebecers. same joke we had a few yeah. weeks ago. okay so do you have you got a tune in mind no okay uh Degeneration. <laughs> X. X. There you go. Well done. Thank you. Okay. So, right? so, well, it doesn't really matter. It's academic. I win. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, uh, oh, I could do with that. Oh, I thought that was a WWE encyclopedia, but it wasn't. It was the world of the <laughs> rock, wasn't it? Could do is. No, if I did, if I did da, that da, now, da. you'd know, wouldn't you? Uh, let me just pull up. And it doesn't have to be dirt either. So you can be like, bam, bam, <laughs> bam, you know, whatever. Okay. What about? Is it high energy? No, it's quite. Like Owen Hart's 94. Yeah. yeah, yeah, terrible. But yeah. That was good. Okay. <laughs> so when I was a kid, <laughs> and I was playing with the toys, <laughs> I've never forgotten it. We've got it. There you go. That sounds more like a. Not Owen Hart. That sounds more like. Um, Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue, but I've lost it. <laughs> okay, so not a bad start to our quizzes, anyway. But I think yeah. I think yours need to get easier, mine need to get harder. Okay, yeah, we'll try. But we're not just going to do 2019 you every th- week. You thought you were going to stump me? You thought I have no product knowledge? I didn't think you'd be able to get that Batista line. Yeah, yeah. I know my WWF. I know. I can tell. Yeah, well, like uh, it it wasn't until well maybe see I still keep up to date with it, but I I stopped watching it. Properly, this last year in 2019, mm-hmm. I stopped watching it properly. Mm-hmm. And like the, the one I watched most recently was that. The, well, I watched the wedding show, and the the Rusev and Lana wedding, and I and I watched a show pre, like maybe two or three weeks previously. Which well, I this is how little product knowledge you have. It's the Lana and Bobby Lashley wedding. <laughs> actually, well, I watched the Lana and Bobby Lashley wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you're, you're thinking about the... I was thinking about the, the Lana and Rusev wedding from Total Divas. I could have been talking about that. <laughs> oh, okay. Assuming they got married on oh, Total we could Divas. Oh, uh, we could do an episode of Total Divas, a uh, quiz on Total Divas. Well, we could. I'd s- smash you at that. Yeah, probably. Even Marie's boyfriend. I know who he is. I can't know. I don't know. What's his name? Come on, man. <sighs> Jonathan. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Jonathan. Yeah. Handsome devil. <laughs> what if they're still together? They are. Oh, they or are. they were at WrestleMania. Like, they were together at WrestleMania because uh, even Marie was doing a sign-in um, when the... Uh, were you first in queue, were you? Yeah, I was, yeah. <laughs> no, even Marie was doing the sign-in when... Um, but WrestleCon. We were setting up the New Japan meet and greets and even Marie was on the table. I was there for that. In yeah. The sa- yeah, even Marie was in the same room with Jonathan. Jonathan was, like, holding her bag and, like... Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, I'd like to have met him. Yeah. yeah. Just walk up like you're going to meet even Marie. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan! Oh, <laughs> You're my favourite. Um, so, okay, that's it. The quiz is up. That's it. Done. Done. Okay. Done. Was that a good feature? 
I mean, I think so. I think I just think with it, time, we crushes, can. Yeah, we can. You we know. might, you know, might find our way into it. Yeah, into the groove. Um, How long gone now? Forty-five minutes, probably shot by. No, thirty minutes. Oh, See, so, no, but the quiz didn't take as long as you thought it was going to take. No, no, no. I so guess. we and we could have moved on about three minutes ago, but you won't shut up. Okay, <laughs> go on. So the next, um, our next discussion. Our next discussion. So this week's topic is uh, so it will please people because it's going to be their NXT. What? What was it? Oh, what would have happened? Mm. NXT UK in RevPro. In RevPro. Yeah. So what would happen next in yeah. RevPro? Because I think that's what NXT is a take on, isn't it? Yes. Next. Yes. Um, so uh, do you know what's bad? Okay. I don't remember who we spoke about in the previous episode. I so. might remember when you talk about them. Okay. But I do so, like the fact that some old people just... Uh, Marty Jones might even be one that just calls it next. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to NXT. Have you seen, have you seen that next? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so... So what would have happened before all the contractual loopholes came in and they they weren't allowed to wrestle for Rev Pro? So... Um, I'm going to do one I remember, first of all. Go on. What, uh, one that you haven't done? Yes, one that I haven't done, yes. Yeah. And please do feel free to ask any questions. Yes. So, please. So, the first person I'm going to talk about is Eddie Dennis. Okay. Okay. No, in fact, this is a two... This is combined. This is a two-person one, mm-hmm. right? And I would have been inclined not to tell this story because I would have liked to have... Uh, told this story of someone else but I don't think I ever could I don't think I could replicate it because I think we had the perfect uh, the perfect storm and it was going to be really good okay. so Eddie Dennis and Flash Morgan Webster together okay so Eddie Dennis for those of you who who are avid followers of Revolution Pro Wrestling or rpwondemand.com um, you would know he was in the 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 uh, middle of a losing streak um and many people thought that that losing streak was going to come to an end. There was, there was, if you remember, there was many times throughout the course of that that time where he was losing matches, where he came close to picking up his first wins in Rev Pro, and people thought this must be it, and he didn't get those wins. Do you remember? Yeah, no, I do remember. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. He had a little. So he had great matches. Well, he had great matches with a number of people. He had a little program going on with Rob Lias, Rob the Gob. Yeah. But he had some great matches where he got himself disqual. He got disqualified against Rob. Like he looked like he was going to win. He got disqualified and lost. Um, he uh, he had some great matches. He had Donovan Dijak, Sammy Callahan. I was going to say Donovan Dijak, um, but you always put the pressure on me if I get it wrong. No. So okay. So, but he that had was, a, well, that was a picture I had in my mind. But he had a great series of matches. Like basically, everyone he wrestled, he had real good matches with. He's a super likable character, um, and he'd just uh, in the middle of it all, he gave up his his job as a head teacher of a school um, to become. Maybe he was just a. I think he was a head teacher. Was he head of year? Maybe he was a maybe head of year. I don't know. He had a good. He had, he a, had good a very job. good teaching job. Yeah. And he gave it up to become a full time professional wrestler. Um. And that's where we kind of um. We used that in the, in the story as well, where like you know he'd given everything up to become a full time. So he needed it. So he needed the win more than ever before. Um. And obviously we were building towards him um getting a uh, a a win eventually. Um. And. There was, a t- there was a couple of things in it. So um, so first I want to add, like, he injured himself just uh, as we were kind of... So before he got... So I can't remember the exact timeline, but he was injured 
when he was signed by WWE. So he might have been signed first, and when we were still allowed to yeah, use... Yeah, that was before and we were still a, And we it? were still allowed to use him because there was no restrictions. <laughs> That's right, no restrictions. So when that happened, we were still able to use him, but then he got injured. Um, so um, when... It, so And the plan was still to follow through when he came back. Um, but during which time the restrictions came into play um, and he was able to finish up obligations per se. So like he, he said to me, like, you know, when I'm back, I'll be able to kind of, you know, finish up the story. Yeah. Um, but at that time it was like, I said to him, you know, we can't really do it because like the only, like the only way the story was actually going to finish was him winning matches, right. Or winning a match. Right. But what would be the objective? What would be the point of him, coming back yeah, yeah, yeah you know okay do you know what i mean the most we could do he could lose a couple and then win one mm -hmm. but it wouldn't but have, have to wait anyway because he was injured it, well, yeah because yeah. so he's so he's injured so we yeah. have to wait for him to come back but then at the same time like we have to in order to finish the story he has to win but the whole point of it was the win not being the end of the story the whole point was the win the win was going to be the start of a new chapter okay but how we were going to get there um was very interesting and it involved Flash Morgan Webster. So the idea behind it was um, was Flash. He obviously did his um, uh, his podcast, the um, the uh, what was it, Wrestling Friends or something like that, with Flash Morgan Webster. Um, and the idea was, and it all came from. Uh, I don't know if you've. I wish I had the 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 uh, audio plugged in now because I could play a clip of this podcast. Right. So there's a podcast with Brendan Sharp of UFC fights from Joe Rogan. Right. And in the podcast. Joe Rogan's basically saying, like, you know, so Brendan Sharp's a UFC heavyweight, and he's saying, like, do you think you can compete with the the best heavyweights? And then, uh, and then Brendan Sharp's like, well, I think I could. And Joe Rogan's like, well, I'm telling you, you can't. And basically, he's just saying, listen, you're not good enough to fight with the elite athletes. You've got to stop doing this. You're going to get hurt. You're no good. You know, you're out of your depth. You know, okay, and he's going like, and he's going. Well, I think I was doing pretty well in that fight up until the point where, and Joe Rogan's like, "You, you weren't," <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's like just destroying this man mm -hmm. on a podcast. It's really uncomfortable, right? And it was almost like, uh, and his Brian Callum was on there as well, the comedian, and uh, and his friends with Brendan Sharp also, and they were both telling him. You need to not be doing this anymore. What MMA at all? MMA at all. Okay. Right. They're like you're gonna get hurt. Uh huh. Right. And what happened to him? So, well, he's still friends with him. Miraculously, he stopped fighting after. Oh, that. he did, did he? But like, um, but they would literally say to him, "Look, you're." Okay, did not miss what is he like? Was he like old or was he? No, no, just not particularly skilled. Just, no, he was like so. He MMA. Good enough to get an, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So MMA is a, an interesting sport in the fact that it evolves. Yeah. So like, um, so, uh. <laughs> How to put it in layman's terms. So when when the MMA started, um, it used to be like the jiu-jitsu guy. So like the idea was you'd have all these different styles yeah, together. Yeah, there right? was no weight class. So there was no there. weight class. But then the, the big fat street fighter mm -hmm. would get in there with a jiu-jitsu guy who would just tie him up and kill him, right? Yeah. And that would be cool because it would show that like the little guy can be harder than the big guy because they were a more skilled fighter, right? But it's when those... Boxers started to do jujitsu, and the jujitsu guys started to do wrestling, and the, the wrestling guys started to do kickboxing. That's where mixed martial arts evolved. And to get by now, because it wasn't even called mixed martial arts, it was cage fighting, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and yeah. Um, and you need to like to get by now. You have to have a, a multi-skilled set, 
because obviously, you know, you'll be fighting a dude who, before you'd be fighting two-dimensional fighters where they can just punch, and now you're fighting guys who can, you know, they can take you to the ground, they can grapple you, you can, you know, like a wrestler's way out would always be if he was getting beaten up, he could just take him down. But now, these people are trained in wrestling as well. Yeah. You know, and it's, okay. it's, 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 it's dangerous wherever you are. Mm -hmm. So the, the sport of MMA evolves, and obviously age catches up with you a lot quicker. So like, you know, when young fighters come through, um, you know, they're, they're quicker than, you know. So it's not like he was a washed up fighter by any stretch of the imagination. He was still very capable and still very able. Um, but the point being was he couldn't compete with the elite fighters anymore. And his friends were telling him, yeah. and not just telling him, it was a very private conversation, but in a very public <laughs> manner. <laughs> yeah, so like yeah. they were literally, Listen. and and it was like, you know, have you seen that episode in the of The Simpsons where they say, where Ralph Wiggum, they say you can see the moment where his heart breaks yes, right yes, yes, here. Yes, yes, yeah. And it was like that. Right, okay. super uncomfortable. Right, so I had this idea that Flash Morgan Webster was going to become a heel, right? But he was going to be a very subtle heel, and he was going to be uh, just uh, again in his in his guise of a wrestling friends podcast. He was going to belittle people somewhat, right, and just be kind of you know completely you know he'll be straight talking with them. Yeah. Right. And the idea was so we'd recorded one with no fun done, which we never released because I think that was when just up so just before Eddie got injured. Okay. Um. So we never it never got released, but I've got it, and 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 in that he's talking about, you know, he I can't remember exactly what he says, but you know he'll say something like, you know, are you worried about just being perceived as a comedy wrestler, you know? So it's going to be like a, an extra for the Rev Pro, you know. So it's going to be like Wrestling Friends extra, but yeah, it's going to yeah. be filmed like, like table sat on a sofa, yeah, yeah, absolutely, on the network, yeah. right? Yeah. So you know, are you worried about being perceived as a that you're you're a comedy wrestler? Surely, you, do you know what I mean? Yes. And like, and ultimately, he was going to do one with. Eddie, right, about his time in Rev Pro. Yeah. And in that, he was going to say, like, you know, like, you gave up a, f a full-time job, you know, you had a great, well-paying job with guaranteeds, sick pay, you know, everything, mm. you know, a pension, everything you could want. You've got, like, a, you know, a beautiful fiancé at home um, and you've risked it all for this wrestling thing. And yes, you're having great matches, but have you ever asked yourself, are you just not, you know, are you good enough to, to hang with these guys? Yeah. You know? okay. And so, do a take yeah. on, do a take on that. So mm -hmm. it'd be like, you know, you've competed, you've been competitive against Donovan Dijak, but you weren't able to beat him. You know, you've been com competitive against Sammy Callahan, you weren't able to beat, him. and like literally, almost verbally obliterate him, to the point where Eddie's like, well, I'm gonna, you know. Like kind of still almost uh, naively saying, you know, like I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to prove it. I'm going to prove everyone wrong. You know, I'm going to do it. And like, and Flash is there like going like, well, I'm only saying it as your friend. Yeah. You know, I'm not, you know, I don't mean anything by this. This is what this is. This is like an exploration of this, you know, relationship. And, and that, that was going to be the, the, the first indicator of what was going on. Right. Um, and I can't remember what the match would have been, but it was going to be a tag match. And Eddie was about to win. So, like, tag. So, so we've established the, the friendship between Eddie and Flash. And we did a lot of things with Eddie during that time. So, like, um, he had a match at York Hall. He was pleading for a match at York Hall. And I gave him a match. It was a good, like, a little in ring segment um, where he got a match against Pete Dunn at York Hall. Um, and it was like going against, uh, you know, a, a, and a man who. So. The, the, the idea behind the Pete Dunn match, it all plays in, was Pete Dunn gave up, you know, whatever he was doing to become a full time professional wrestler. 
and he took wrestling seriously before Eddie did because they broke in together as defending the wrestling. Okay. And Pete hit the gym before Eddie hit the gym. Do you know what I mean? Like Eddie always had the frame and was like the guy that people thought would would achieve it, but you know he didn't take it as seriously as Pete did, right? And Pete had went on to sign for WWE. He was the first, you know. Oh, he wasn't the first, but he was a. The, I think he was a NXT UK or WWE UK champion at the time, right? When he wrestled Eddie. Yeah. And um, and the idea was that you know if you're going to beat someone, you've got to beat. You know, if you want a match and you want a real challenge, you're going to have to beat the guy that you know that gave you the motivation to quit your job in the first place. You're going to have to beat Pete Dunne, right? And he fell short on that one, right? And the idea was eventually it would be Flash who would pick him up from this, you know, like, come on, mate, look, team with me, we can do this together, type deal, right? And the whole thing would be like, Flash was getting jealous because Eddie was so over with our shows and the idea would be Flash is getting more envious of the fans, you know, of Eddie, for the fans getting behind him and whatever. And then it would get to a point where they were doing a tag match, Eddie was about to get his first win, then boom, Flash turns villain on Eddie, costs him the match. So like, Eddie was you know, so close to achieving what he thought was a, the goal he couldn't achieve. Yeah. And Flash Morgan Webster ripped it away from him. I can see the excitement the, on your face right now. At the very uh, at the at the very last second, right? Yeah. And then that would lead into Eddie versus Flash. <laughs> um, you know, where Flash is belittling him. But now we go to the podcast, which, you know, the nice version of the podcast, which I'm saying it is a friend, but now he's saying the exact same things, but with Venom. Yeah. You That's shouldn't have given up your job. Yeah. You're a nobody. You've, do you know what I mean? That mm-hmm. kind of, almost like a modern retake of the JC Thunder storyline that you had with him, mm-hmm. right? And then obviously, ultimately, Eddie was going to beat Flash at York Hall. And then once he wins that match, then that lights a rocket up his ass and he goes on this big winning streak, right? And I think the reason why I thought that storyline was going to be so good was because it played off of real emotions. And not just that, but... Um, which I thought were believable, um, but also I think that everyone assumed the destination behind Eddie losing matches and becoming frustrated was Eddie going villain, right? Because I think everyone would just assume that, yeah, yeah, okay, you know, yeah. like, oh, what happens? Wrestling cliche, you lose, you lose, you lose. Yeah. You turn here. You turn nasty to yeah, get a win. To get yeah. what you want, to get what you want. Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah. Um, but I wanted Eddie to be that kind of pure character whereby, because David Starr did something similar, um, but I want Eddie to be that pure character where, you know, his morals are above yeah. all of that. Do you know what I mean? He, the only way he was going to achieve it was through hard work and, and dedication. Mm-hmm. So well, he's a teacher. He should have the absolutely. Morals, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was going to be the Eddie okay. Dennis and cool. Flash Morgan Webster. So there's two nice in one. one. Two for the price of one. There you go. Yeah, what do you think? It'd been good, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think who, we could, who, who could we do that with now? Well, we can't do it with anyone now because I've just, you just told, just told yeah, everyone. It's a shame you tell it, but, but, um, yeah. but yeah. Um, it's almost like I'm using it now. So uh, NXT UK could use it. They could tell a good story, couldn't yeah. they? They could uh, lift it verbatim. They could do a good, pr- good um, production with it. Couldn't yeah. they? And we know they listen. We do. We do. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, what was interesting as well. Uh, so this and this all came about. Obviously, we decided to do this NXT UK part two uh, because of a TV deal, right? Yes. What do you think? You tell people the news. You tell people the news. Yeah, NXT UK is going to be on the telly, Paramount Channel, which is the channel I think I used to watch Different Strokes on. Um, Remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. The world don't move to the beat of just one drum. Yeah, used to be on after Nickelodeon at seven o'clock, the Paramount Channel. And now I believe it's a Freeview Channel. I assume it probably is. Yeah, um, I assume it's evolved since 1995. But um, yeah, it's great, isn't it? It is like it's. Um, it's certainly not bad news. Yeah. So, um, 
Uh, so yeah, hopefully it gives him a bit of exposure. But I don't think it will because, like, so it's interesting because like I think it's one of those you have to find. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't think that at midnight on a Wednesday or whatever, people are going to be like, oh, you know, yeah, I must tune into this. But and I think the the issue is it's one of those chicken. But people it. people are probably going to try it though. Um, people that haven't. But what? Yeah, but you say that. But what I say is like if they were going to try it. Everyone's got the WWE Network who's a wrestling fan. They just watch it on that. Yeah. Would you not say? I wouldn't say everyone's got the WWE Network. But people who would be like, I don't know. I just think well, people like Freeview, you know, free, everyone's got Freeview over that essentially. So so uh, even as into my late 20s when they started doing NXT from Full Sail University, you knew something big was going to, not not like storyline was, but it was just new. It was like, right, I've got to check that out. Even when... Um, even when it was a three-hour Raw, like, even if I was interested in it or not, I'd watch it because it was just something new. So my point is, you've got to think at least some people are going to trial it and be like, oh, I like WWE. I think I've heard of this NXT UK. Oh, well, I might as well just just, just Sky Plus that or, you know, whatever. If they can have Sky Plus it, they just watch it on BT Sport, can't they? Yeah. I know everyone's got BT Sport, but... No. Um, but yeah, like, it'd be interesting. But I think Channel 5 could be a good... Uh, a good little catch for, for WWE, yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah, it is, yeah. Like, so I just hope, my hope, is they put on good shows. I right? saw some talk about, on Twitter again, about Raw and SmackDown being on Saturday, Sunday mornings. Is that just talk or is that No, actually? that is accurate. So okay. it's a one-hour highlight yeah. show okay. on Saturday and Sunday. But that morning. is what, you know, with me being a nine-year-old boy, that is what got, got me hooked on WWF. Um, I'd seen that one videotape as far as who was 88, and then we watched a Friday night episode of Superstars, and then they replayed it again Saturday morning, and I just had to watch it. And someone just wrote on Twitter, I don't know who it was, just said, this could be big because I Saturday agree. morning WWE is what hooked a lot of people of our age. I agree. So I just hope the product's good. Yeah. And like, and again, like I genuinely believe that if WWE is successful over here in the United Kingdom, it has a knock-on effect to all professional wrestling. It does, yeah, so like, absolutely. And yeah. I don't think there's any... Uh, so, oh, I'm going to prove Triple H and his speech about us leeching off of them. Uh, <laughs> not us personally, but yeah. the independent wrestling scene. I'm going to prove him right in saying that, yeah, we do leech off of WWE. Like, WWE... When WWE, the industry leader, is successful, as a knock-on effect, a result of that is that all wrestling becomes a lot more popular and when W like when for y- forever, I'm really. trying to think. I'm trying to think of an analogy, right? But like, this is probably a stretch. But so when a I've got a good analogy. Okay, well let me give my one, and okay. you say whether you agree with it or not. But I think there probably is some truth to this. When there's a new Star Wars movie out, all the other ones are on the telly. Yeah. So you know the cinema. I mean, so Rise of the Skywalker was out over Christmas. And yeah, Star Wars is always on at Christmas on the telly, but like, I bet those Star Wars movies, I would assume, I'm completely guessing, did good viewing figures because everyone that had either seen Rise of the Skywalker or intended to go see it felt as if they had to watch all the others. So in turn, when WWE is doing well, um, you know, there's a lot of people watching, there's a lot of people know about it, a lot of people talking about it, a lot of people buying the toys and t-shirts, all the other wrestling is going to do well conversely, so... Absolutely, and I think it's not maybe the same because, like, uh, because I know like Star Wars is the brand, do you know yeah. what I mean? But like, so so that's what WWE will hope will happen with NXT UK, perhaps. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. But with um, yeah, with the with the with the independent wrestling, I think it's a lot more like um, when when there's a World Cup that England does well in, like so. For example, they never do well. They right? did well last time. Well, no. For example, let's talk cricket. Okay. Right? 
when there's a, the Cricket World Cup, yeah. England is well in. Mm-hmm. I bet there was a massive surge in cricket bat sales, and do you yeah, know what I mean? Okay, like, okay, yeah, and like yeah. everyone suddenly became interested in cricket. Mm-hmm. It might have only been for a couple of weeks while yeah. England were doing well, mm-hmm. but like the interest in cricket yeah, was probably right. at an all-time high, and like cricket clubs probably had more mm-hmm. sign-ups. People were probably going to go go in to watch, um, you know, the local matches down the cricket clubs and whatever, which they probably never would have done sure. before. But like, obviously the exposure of England doing well and it being on, cause it was obviously the final was originally just going to be on Sky Sports and they put it on channel four. Um, because it was supposed to be like, was that a, the one where Finley played to put his PlayStation on right at the, I think I so. I think yeah. I called you. Yeah. I, I, I have like a minimal, but not completely zero Man, interest. I, I've got no interest at I all. I thought I'd watch it. I, yeah. I started watching it at like, 10 in the morning yeah. and like it went on forever and all of a sudden there was just a sudden point where it gripped me and I was like uh-huh. oh my god this is like the greatest game ever Yeah, like and I remember I was tweeting like this is longer than an episode of Wrestlemania but then by the end of it I was like this is way <laughs> more exciting than Wrestlemania it was amazing okay. um, but that I think you know so that's kind of the analogy I'd give in terms of you know when something when, <coughs> when something does well it has a knock on effect and okay. makes everything around it I've got it. a better one okay and I think this is fairly factual I don't think it was in the toys that made this episode, but I've definitely heard it somewhere. When Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was popular, sales of turtles went through the roof. That's like good. Pet yeah, turtles. pet turtles. Yeah. 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 It's a good analogy. Yeah. So, again, so we want WWE to do well. There's never been a... Uh, there's no, there's no reason not to. Yeah. And I and I also, in turn, again, I like I like obviously I it's easy for me to say it on the outside of WWE, but I've never understood WWE's philosophy on independent professional wrestling because surely if you look at WWE, and I've said this before, I'll say it again, you look at WWE's roster right now, look at their top guys from the roster, um, you know, who've, you know, who top new faces from the roster. They've yeah. all got an independent professional wrestling background. And I feel that by plucking guys out to, you know, be at NXT UK or be at NXT to like early, I think, and not so much NXT, but I feel like NXT UK is taking guys early, right? Before they've had a chance to really peak and really, yeah. you know, really wrestle some of the best wrestlers in the world and, you know, um, and really spread their wings, you know, like it's, 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 uh, I feel like they've taken those wrestlers before they've had that chance to develop as performers, and as a chance, as a, as a result, they may never reach their full potential. Um, so I think that that's a, you know, I think that's a negative. But I feel that the independent wrestling scene in general helps WWE in terms of finding these stars and developing these stars, and you know, letting guys be themselves. So they know who they are by the time they get to WWE, so they don't have to try and fail because they've got a tried and tested formula already. I'm not by any means suggesting that independent wrestling will ever be the level that WWE is or will ever compete with it or that it's even competition like I believe they're very different products but what I do believe is that independent wrestling could be a perfect feeder system to WWE if WWE just let them and worried more about okay yeah you know worried more about their own stuff rather than you know do you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. uh, you know the independent like I saw I saw today CM Punk did a chat Oh, I saw on Twitter, and he really was talking very highly of Keith Lee. Okay. So, I'm assuming, you know, Keith Lee might have had another year or two on the Indies left in him before... I think in yeah, an ideal I, world. Yeah, would you I, say? well, like, I think yeah, I d- I do believe, and I think that Keith Lee, like to me, if I look at Keith Lee, I'm like, you know, he would have got a hell of a run if he did New Japan, for example. Yeah, sure. And I yeah. don't know if New Japan wanted him or not, but like, mm-hmm. what I'm te- like, but for example, I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, Matt Rizzle would have been fantastic in New Japan. And, yeah, and like, and and he would have thrived and prospered in that environment. Um, and 
I and I think that I see it as talent. I look at it and I'm like, that's talent wasted, kind of. But like, where NXT's becoming like a third brand, it's not so much talent wasted now. You can't really say that. It's just you, if the guys aren't doing as well, that's just WWE's use of the talent. But um, I feel that. You know, I, the reason why I say particularly the UK guys is because I feel like those guys are, you know, there's a lot of guys who are still developing, you know, like the A-Kids of the world where I feel like, yeah. you know. And really, if we look at the bare bones of it, there's no real reason why those guys can't work. I mean, I understand their sort of rules and I, I fully appreciate them and believe in them, like the rules of, you know, if there's no paramedics to show, no wrestler, like, fair enough, like we're becoming more and more aware in this world of how essential they are, but you've had paramedics since day one. So I just I, do, I just can't see why there's nothing or they don't believe or whoever makes the decisions can't see the benefit in them working. Other wrestlers, you know, like, you know, if 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 Pete Dunne wrestled Shingo Takagi last week in Guildford, that's going to be a fantastic learning experience for him. Same for Eddie Dennis, same for Travis Banks. Yeah. So I don't know if that's really what we're talking about. But. Well, no, but I, yeah, but I, it's true. I think I think Pete Dunne's not necessarily a good example because I think Pete was like, well, like Pete's like obviously world class already. So I yeah. feel like I feel like Pete should be like on the main roster by now. Mm. Um, but like, but yeah, Tra- uh, Travis Banks, for example, yeah, definitely. And I feel that it would contribute towards his. Uh, having said that, that's obviously opened up spots for Carl Fletcher and yeah, absolutely. Carl Fletcher, I think, is the one of the most fantastic transformations as uh, when he was a tag team as well. But like to see him when he first arrived in England. And they helped with the ring, I think, at a Walthamstow show. Is that right? That's where I first met no, Mark Davis. Uh, oh, maybe, yeah. Uh, to see where he is now. He looks like a megastar, like he wears yeah. trunks now. So, I don't know, you take and but give like, and take. Yeah, you? well, yeah. And again, I'm not necessarily saying, like, so for me, like, and again, this is where this episode is, um, you know, in terms of, like, what would have happened next. Like, the only annoying thing about it was that, I wasn't able to, I felt like I'd built some guys and I wanted to go somewhere with them Mm. and I wanted to kind of really, uh, and I feel like, just for example, that Eddie Dennis storyline, I think it could have been a very good storyline, added a lot of depth to shows um, and I think that it would have, you know, it would have been nice to have been able to have that run its actual natural course rather than, you know, well, it's done. And I know he could have come back and won a match and I, I turned that down and that's entirely on me because... Again, my point was, what would I, what would it have achieved for Revolution Pro Wrestling at the time? It wouldn't have achieved anything. It would have just been like, oh, Eddie Dennis is back. He's finally won a match. Yeah, he, we won't see him again. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's losing. Um, he's winning on his way out. So, so yeah. So, um, Terry Funk talks anything, and you lose, lose it away. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so, um, so yeah. So I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing in terms of, like you say, it creates opportunities for anyone who and and anyone who's wanting to bet on themselves. It creates huge opportunities for them. Because if you want to gamble on yourselves and and you want to have, you know, it's almost like that leap of faith where you you gamble on yourself, um, but you have an opportunity to be a a standout star rather than just one of, you know, one of many who are kind of just never going to break past a certain level, you know. Um, So, yeah, I don't like I'm not saying it's a bad thing for me. I'm just saying it's just, you know, frustrating that sometimes you can't, you know, you don't get the opportunity to finish up what you want to do. And like you say, like, I think it would be beneficial for WWE to let them go out and do yeah. stuff because, you know, it, ultimately it will it will fine-tune their performance. It will give them better, st- better toys to play with. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like, you know, you've got a PlayStation... You know, it has updates all the time. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like being like, nah, you can't have an update. I'm just going to keep you. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, but again, you know, everyone has different reasons, but, you know, who knows what they are? Um, and like, I, I'm sure there's, um, 
we can have some propaganda based reasons and, and we can have the real reasons, you know, and that's just a, but that's a constant struggle of working within a corporation. Um, so let's have some more. Who else have we got? Um, Did we do Ginny already? Uh, no, we didn't. Ginny. Ginny. Yeah. The undisputed British women's champion, Ginny. So, um, first, she, first one? The first one. She was undefeated, but she'd been built up with an undefeated streak for a very long time. Um, and the idea with Ginny, um, so she beat a lot of people by being a bitch, which was a long way short of it, like on her way up, right? Now, the reason why she was doing this, and again, um, you know, I saw Ginny as a a superstar in terms of not necessarily her in-ring ability. I didn't think that that was the level of her um, charisma and personality and character. Um, but she was good in the ring and was getting better and would continue to get better with more matches she had. She was very new, right? Um, very new in terms of like, mm -hmm. in terms of ring time, yeah. right? And like two years is not a long time to be a professional wrestler. You know, it's kind of... It's, it's, not, it's not two years in 1984 when they're wrestling every night. No. And know, like, and there's, and there's exceptions to the rule. Will Ospreay was an exception to a, a, the rule in terms of how long he was a pro to how good he was. Michael Oku's an exception to the rule. You know, these aren't the rule. They're the exception. You know, um, and I think that that's uh, what a lot of trainees need to understand as well. They get a lot of them get frustrated. Well, I've been doing this two years. Michael Oku's been doing this two years, yeah. and he's just beaten Pack in the main event of your call. I've been training with Rev Pro for two years, and I've not even debuted yet. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. kind of like everyone is a different animal, right? Mm -hmm. And everyone takes different lengths of time to get there. Um, but exceptions, not the rule. And anyway, Ginny. Um, by crafting this this persona for herself, catapulted herself really ahead of the queue, right? And um, and she was working lots of girls. Um, and the idea behind that was um, where we didn't really have a, a women's division formed. So again, it's almost like um, a patience thing. So um, in terms of the tag team division, if you look at the tag team division now, we've got many teams, um, and um, but you know and, and we'll often have two sometimes a recent show we had i think the last year call show we had three tag team matches on the show mm -hmm. um you know we'll often have two three maybe four even you know tag team matches sometimes two tag matches an eight-man tag as well you know like because the division's more developed now than it was before but when we were st started to bring it in it was a case of we'd kind of almost have you know one tag team match on the show but it's very hard when you have a championship and you have um so you have a championship, but and then you have a contender. But how do you build the contenders if you've only got one tag team match on the show and the champions have to oh, be on yeah. the show? So it becomes hard, right? So the idea with Ginny was um, she would be the, the heater in, in many ways and there'd be, you know, she'd have little self-contained stories within this within this reign of, of terror, I guess, you know, where she might, you know, do a tag match with someone get fall out of a tag team partner her and her tag team partner would fight each other the key is she never got along with anyone right and the idea behind this was um we were really looking for the baby fa the big baby face right and uh, who was going to be yeah who was who's going to be Girl. the 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 person who's going to take the belt <laughs> off of her and um and we found her with Jamie Hater right but it came too soon in terms of Jamie Hater. So Ginny signed and the first opportunity we had to take the belt off of her, we did it. Um, because again, it was a case of she was allowed to finish up her commitments per se. But again, it was almost one of those, well, you say that, but like the last thing I'd said to Ginny on, say on the Sunday, she was like, I said, I said to her jokingly, 
never going to see you again. See you later. Have fun at WWE. And she's like, no, don't be like that. You know, I pro like they promised. They said, you know, she literally asked categorically, can I still work for Rev Pro? And they said, yes, you can. Yeah. Right. And then the next day it was like, no, you can't. Okay. <laughs> right. And um, so I was just like, so I explained to her, look, we can't, we need to finish up as quickly as possible because um, it's not a case of, you know, they might have said you can finish up whatever dates you want, but the reality is you've signed a contract. So you, you, there's no... I have no rights in this situation, right? WWE has the right to pull you if they choose to do so. And the fact that they said that, that you'd be able to work with pro shows on a Sunday and then said you can't on a Monday suggests to me that it's not someone's word we want to be able to to yeah. kind of, you know, have that faith in, right? And, and I know Ginny would have, you know, done whatever she could, but like at the end of the day, She's tied down to a contract, and that's the way contracts work. And I'm not bitching and moaning about it. I'm just saying that's the reality of the situation. So, um, so Jamie Hayter wound up winning the, the British Women's Championship from her. But again, that happened sooner than I would have liked. Um, I would have liked her to have won it a little bit later down the line. But the idea would have been for the actual final championship match would be like... Um, and again, it's funny because uh, you don't watch it, so I'm gonna. But I'm gonna give you an analogy of so power, yeah. right? There's a, the I can't. T I don't want to give any spoilers away for Power, but it's like the greatest TV show of all time. And the last episode before the season break this season, the main character Ghost is kind of got this level of um, he's so far, he's so high. Like he's achieved so much. Like he's all over everyone. Like in terms of like you know all his enemies have have failed. It feels like they're going to get him, and then at the last split second, he gets the upper hand, and he's now standing there untouchable. Right. Okay. And then he gets shot. Bang. Ooh. Right. But he spent the whole last hour building himself up as this, you know, yeah. big deal. Then, boom. Right. Now, that was almost what was going to happen with Ginny in terms of like, she's got herself to that position where she's finally untouchable. And finally, she meets her match. She tries to scoot out of it. And every single girl that she had done something very memorable to. So not obviously, so some that she had matches with, it was just a match, but like the girls that she'd done very memorable things with, um, they would come back and her, her past... Physically come physically back. Physically come back. Yeah. And her past would come back to haunt her. Very similar to the way... You remember when Shawn Michaels tried to run away um, from... Uh, was it Marty Gennetti? And there was Mr. Perfect. Was it Mr. Perfect? Oh, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Was it... Yeah, I when Marty Gennetti came in in the hoodie and the straight and that. Yeah. Yeah. But was... It, and it was am yeah, I it was right? Perfect, it, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you got back in the ring, Mr. Perfect, to him to tell them Gennetti beat him with a yeah. small package. Yeah, yeah. So almost similar to that. Yeah. So then your new champion's there and has been established as someone who's finally dethroned this person. Ginny now has beef with every single woman on the women's division before she can get back to her championship, right? And then we can start to build stories within that contenders towards the championship. So the idea was Ginny's storyline with these other girls would be part A of a, or part B I guess of the women's division part A would be the championship and the contenders trying to you know the women trying to work their way towards the championship match mm -hmm. so you'd have two lots of storylines then hopefully through that we'd start to develop a bigger wider division so like where you know whereby we'd have more than one women's match on the show you know and, and there'll be more stuff but unfortunately it was almost like um, we just couldn't cut, catch a break because obviously after and after Ginny won the women's championship she broke her hand straight away so couldn't wrestle so that took her out for a little bit she'd only just come back and we'd kept but we'd kept I her that, yeah. but we'd kept her on the shows throughout her hand injury just doing promos or you know heating up someone or whatever because 
we wanted to keep the women's championship present on the shows and we wanted to keep that thread of her making enemies on the shows. So so that's where that one was going to go. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any more? Who else did we have? Oh, Zach Gibson. Did we talk, talk about him? I'm not sure. I don't think we did. No, because no. I can't remember what, what he did. So, so Zach Gibson. Uh, uh, so Zach Gibson. Zach Gibson's last um, last deal with me was um, so the last thing he did. So we kind of knew that this was coming up, and he was like, we left it open ended. Um, so Wasn't the last he the thing first one to say to you. Oh, yeah, because Zach Gibson's a realist. He knows. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He was like, listen, this may well happen. Yeah. Like, you know. So no. So I think Zach signed before the other guys. So I think Zach signed just before the big group of guys. He was doing those five star shows, wasn't it? And then all of a sudden it was Zach. Yeah, Gibson yeah. So Zach Gibson available. got pulled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got pulled from those. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but he was still able. So I think he he did maybe two more shows for me after that, around that time. But like he said, like you know, with him we kind of left it open ended. Um, so the idea was we did it. So Dan McGee beat him on his last uh, last show um, with a high cross body, like one two three kid. Almost one, two, three, kid style, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but it was like a crossbody. It was like a uh, oh no, it wasn't. It was a whisper in the wind. It was the same, like you know, one, two, three, kid did the moon sort on Razor. Yeah, okay. So the idea was Dan McGee, uh, uh, Zach Gibson from there was going to like so. So Zach Gibson from there was going to go into the you know the same Razor one, two, three, kid. Yeah. You know, fight I, me again. You know, fight me again. No. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'll yeah. put this on the line. Do you know what uh-huh. I mean? Like, and just kind of play off like, you know, maybe put some stolen goods on the line or whatever. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But like, um, uh, but yeah, so that was going to be with that. But then ultimately that, for Zach Gibson, I had bigger plans for, um, and I wanted him to be, like, he would be a headliner. Right now, he would be a headliner. Um, and uh, so take that for what it's worth. You know, like I believe he's, uh, of all the guys that, um, that I lost with the NXT UK thing he's the one I feel I miss the most and I feel that he added so much depth to the shows like he was always he was perfect for you know especially in a time when now I'm going into all these new venues he'd be the perfect guy to you know be on those shows generate some heat like Mm -hmm. I think he was a real I don't know I just think he's and he still is great but like I think he's um yeah, he's a real talent, and I believe he's and he's got a size which is, uh, you know, he's got a good size to him. He's a heavyweight for sure. Um, he wrestles, uh, you know, a very distinguished style of wrestling, um, and I just think think that, um, yeah, he's, you know, that match with Dan where you know he lost that. That was just a. We knew that that was a. Uh, we set that up there, so if you don't come back. That's it. That's it. Yeah. But if you, so you've put someone over on your way out and it's mm-hmm. all cool. But like, if you do come back, we've got re- ready-made stuff for you, right? And um, and it was almost like uh, he had his tag team. Uh, he had he had a tag team with Josh Bodum as well. Um, and the idea with that would be like um, uh, it wasn't like so much to it wasn't a D push per se. It, the idea of that was to try and again just keep strengthening the tag team division and give it like so. It's almost like um, you know, giving guys um opportunity to do something different you know so we're not doing because obviously where um there's only so many spots on the shows um you know i wanted to have dan i wanted to have sorry um uh i wanted <laughs> i wanted to have um zach and josh as a, as a tag team who could conceivably be yeah you know a main event tag team so the tag team championships could main and event. also it's not too on you know when john Fremantle says 
Oh, you can't do the next one in Worthing because you did the last. It just yeah, it just keeps it fr- when you're doing the same. When, well, when you're doing the same venues, it just keeps it. Yeah. it keeps it interesting. Yeah, especially um, when every month, like John would do like. We used to do them fairly regularly, but he doesn't anymore. But like, you know, like it'd be like April and September. But he'd be like, "Oh, you're on April's one, so I can't have you on September's one." Which is obviously <laughs> funny, but yeah, you know, people don't people don't want as much as they might think they do. They do want to see different people. Yeah, absolutely, and because you create new contenders, and like, yeah. and, 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 and the thing with the, the tag division as well is it creates from from those tag dynamics, you can create different singles matches. Do you know what I mean? You can like inevitably there was going to be a bust up with Josh and uh, and Zach anyway, because Josh was a liability both in the ring and out of the ring, <laughs> right? But you had that aspect of it, but you also had um, you also had Zach being able to then you know if he if he had worked Mustache Mountain, there's singles matches there with Tyler Bate, Trent Seven. If he worked Ryan Smile and whoever Ryan was teaming with at the time, you know, there's another. I just remember Ryan was a you know a part of those ma- you know some of those tag matches. You know, yeah. that gives you another dynamic and and you know, it gives us something a little bit different. So you know, he's not just working with heavyweights; he's also working with you know juniors as well and, and flyers and you know and I just think that um, it just you know just made made that a little bit interesting but it was not by no means a case of a D push it was a case of you know we're keeping you present on shows we're keeping you in very prominent positions you're working very high level matches very high level guys add in depth to the shows add in depth to our tag team division and we're getting you ready because in a few few weeks few months time whatever you're going to be in that main event picture and that's where that's where he would have wound up but just unfortunate that um, you know we weren't able to you know, we never had enough time to get there with him. Um, but uh, yeah, but he's, you know, like I say, I can't, I can't put him over strongly enough as a, you know, a top, top guy. And I think, that, you know, I think the NXT UK is, you know, smart. I think, they'll, you know, recognize that and start to, mm. to build a bit more around him. Okay, cool. Should we leave it there? Yeah. Any more? Well, we've gone a little while now, haven't we? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so if anyone who wants to hear any more stories, tough because Andy's had enough. <laughs> um, but no, I, I can't think of any. Like, off the top of my head, unless you can think of anyone. Um, obviously, oh, A-Kid, well, just quickly, A-Kid, like I mentioned him earlier. So um, A-Kid, again, he's, obviously, if he hadn't gone anywhere, the, the, the route for him would have been very simple. And it would have been, continue to put him in high-profile matches. Like, I think, the, yeah, so like, I, I recommend everyone... To ch- and this may be from a show which isn't online yet, but it will be soon because we've. Uh, I was looking at it the other day. Um, a kid versus Curtis Chapman from Southampton, uh, just after A kid turned heel on Carlos Romo. Okay, right, fantastic, fantastic professional wrestling match. That's the character of A kid that I would have loved to explore more. Now, the idea between A kid and Carlos was um, we were going to do. Um, so the uh, again, people expecting Carlos to be the one that turned. A kid being the one that turned, I felt was, um, I don't know. I felt Carlos as a, a sympathetic babyface offered more. Like I thought that A kid could have been a more sadistic, especially with his submission wrestling, much in the same ilk as Zack Saber Jr. And also, A kid's one who's uh, who would have been getting the you know the quote unquote dream matches, right? But I didn't want them to be exhibition matches, right? I felt like A kid as a babyface would be having exhibition matches yeah. with, you know, we're bringing in Port 1, he can wrestle A-Kid, technical wrestler, oh, Jonathan Gresham versus A-Kid, oh, let's have a nice, friendly, technical wrestling match, wrestling competitive match, yeah. wrestling, back and forth, whatever, you know, we bring those guys in and, you know, have, so I wanted to do that, but have it 
have a bit of an edge to it, something a little bit different, which is why he would have been obviously the heel in that situation. And all I can say is I point out that match with Curtis as a, you know, of, of where we would have gone with him. Um, again, um, I can't remember. Was there something that happened? Um, so Aikid, when he signed, um, he was allowed to finish up his dates. We finished up to August and then he was going to come back. Oh, okay. So, so, so yeah. So like the idea was he still had more dates to finish up with me, but again, I set it up in a way. So we did, he finished up his dates in August. Was, the last match was against, uh, Carlos at the seven year, seven year anniversary show. Um, but the idea was we were going to forget about him for a couple of months and he was going to come back and attack Carlos again and turn it a yeah, turn up the intensity a little bit, right? And before finally working out his dates through to the end of the year, where that was going to be the blow-off. But then obviously, when the Southside stuff happened, I made the executive call that this isn't going to end well if we keep, <laughs> you know, if we keep yeah, using yeah. him as planned. So let's just, you know, draw a line under it there. And let's not push our luck. Mm. Because again, as I say, it's not my right to be able to use the guys, and I appreciate that fully, and I appreciate they become property of WWE, and you know, um, so so yeah, so that's um, that's obviously where a kid was going to go, um, pretty deadly. They they where they were going to go. I mean, obviously we prominently had them on on York Hall. There was a reason why, you know. They they were kind of we built them up to that with that York Hall show and and they had that win over Speedball and Mal but because um, I felt they were going to be a you know a real big feature for us but you know it seems that uh, it's yeah I guess that's it now <laughs> you know okay. like I guess uh, you know there's not um, so um, but they might win some matches in NXT UK now so be <laughs> <laughs> good for them yeah so yeah. Um, but that's un- that's again another shame because they're two lads who, uh, you know, young, good, young, good looking, fresh, good looking guys, yeah, aren't yeah. they? <laughs> um, and they've got good size, good ability, like deceptively big they are, you know. Um, and I think they would have been, uh, you know, I think they would have been a good addition to a. They could have definitely done with it. I mean, like you could argue, obviously they've got fantastic coaching from Shawn Michaels and Brookside and you know all the other guys they have at their UK performance centre, but probably they could have done with a couple of years doing the rounds against high quality opposition yeah. the point we always made is they were doing the rounds against just you know on the you know the I don't want to be ho- negative about British wrestling shows but they were working lower level guys mm-hmm. who hadn't got that world experience yeah. right but even so, if they'd done six months with Dixon or, yeah, I mean yeah. Dixon doesn't run as much as he used to but like yeah, he's but in the ring with Dean or Mark and you know but he, the guy's Brian uses they but I, but I feel, all kinds of new tricks but, and I feel also they could have done with more time you know, with tag t- with tag teams who work as tag teams all the time. Mm-hmm. In terms of, um, you know, like I think I feel like um, there's not many tag teams, like actual tag teams, right? Who who work together. You know, who yeah, they, yeah. you know they dedicate the careers to being a team. Sure, and some of the tag teams in this promotion, the enemies in the next. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and I think they're one of the few. Again, they're an exception to the rule. They're a real tag team, and I feel that they could have really developed with yeah. you know working other other tag teams like that and and you know like and I look at for example I look at a new Japan and I look at you know the tag leagues crying out for for new teams and I think that a very realistic objective for them could have been let's try yeah. and get in the tag league you know sure. and then you know and, and in that time working that you know even that one tour probably would have you know the experience top yeah <laughs> 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 So, so yeah, but anyway, do you know sure. what I mean? Like, sure. so, um, 
yeah, so they're obviously the most fresh and recent ones in my memory. Um, you know, there's other people, like, for example, Anina Samuels, I really I th- rated her super high. I think she was probably, I'd say arguably, aside from, like, a Tony Storm, um, I'd say she was probably the the most underrated well she's definitely the most underrated female and I think that she uh, yes I think she was real good and had a tremendous upside I feel like a a, a talent scout but yeah <laughs> so I have an upside um, but yeah <laughs> I think Jim Ross but I think she was great um, yeah. of the girls I used but obviously again it was one of her, it was I didn't get to use her enough because unfortunately it was again the time when um, you know we we never really had that established women's division but it was it was coming you know yeah yeah um Okay, well, yeah. that's been an interesting discussion. Yeah. Cool. I hope you're happy. Are you happy? I'm very happy. Was it all right? Yeah. Are we doing a... Good podcast. Am I doing that again? Good where I'm podcast. Like, did, will people like it? Yeah, I don't know. You have to let us know. Let me know by tweeting at me, at Boy Simmons, B-O-Y-S-I-M-M-O-N-Z. And tweet at me, at A-Quilden, A-Q-U-I-L-D-A-N. All right, thank you for your time. All right, speak to you another time. Uh, hold on to something. What? No, yeah, that'll do, I think. Yeah. I don't think there's anything else to plug on my Instagram. P-O-Y- Don't worry about it. S-I-M-M-O-N-Z-1984. Okay. Cool, bye.